Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We're creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. I have completed NaNoWriMo. It is done. This is the eighth year in a row, my 10th year overall. The first time I ever did it was 2009. And at this point, eight years in a row, it's just a habit. It's just what I do in November. I would guess, let's see, 50,000 words, roughly 50 hours, maybe a little bit more, because I know the most efficient way to write, uh, it's when I put on some headphones, I have some instrumental music playing. Well, sometimes I want to watch TV and I think, oh, you know, I'll just watch TV and I'll write. It won't be that bad. And it does take longer because that's not the most efficient write, the way to write because I get distracted. This year I was watching uh, a little bit of Frasier while I wrote and it distracted me. I know this. It is what it is. Sometimes you just want to watch some TV and you're like, you know what? I'll be inefficient. I don't care. So that is 50,000 words. NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. The goal is to write 50,000 words of a novel or continue a novel. Just write 50,000 words. I've modified it. I write 50,000 words of a screenplay. Now, 50,000 words would be a very long screenplay. screenplay so I end up writing... Three screenplays, about 15,000 words for a screenplay is, you know, about about right. Uh, I did get three screenplays. I would say they're more or less done. Some years I've done two and a half. Some years, you know, I've done three and a half. It just, it kind of varies. And the crazy thing is, I wrote 50,000 words of NaNoWriMo. That is in addition to the roughly 10,000 words of movie reviews I did for my movie review website this month. I've been burning it on all ends, of the, both ends of the candle. Uh, because in October... I was focused on Halloween costume. I didn't. Wa- I watched, I think, one movie, and so once it's done, I wanted to watch some movies. You know, I had some movies I wanted to see, and I just keep finding movies I want to see and keep watching them. So that is just a lot of movies I watched, a lot of movies I've reviewed. And yeah, the funny thing is, I love my movie review site. I've said it before. And what changed? What 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 was the tripping point for when I was like, ah, it's all right to like, I love it. It's when I decided who my audience was. My audience is me. I make that site purely and solely for me, and I. Love that site. It is great. So NaNoWriMo, what did I write about? Well, my first story, I had four or five, yeah, but I had about five ideas. And I kind of ordered them in what was most interesting to me, which one did I want to write the most? Because if you don't want to write it, it's going to be difficult to write it. And the first one, it was kind of a, I listened to a podcast that talked about Hurricane Katrina and the Superdome and like the people packed in the Superdome and just things going wrong. I was like, I like I, that is the impetus for a movie. So I did that, you know, family stuck in the Superdome. What happens there? Uh, I don't want to call it, uh, a more serious, more dramatic sudden death with Jean-Claude Van Damme. But that was kind of like my joking in my head idea of what it was. And I used to, I would not write anything before November 1st because I wanted to save all my words for November 1st. Uh, for the first couple of years, I didn't outline. And now I outline because having a good outline is invaluable. When I start, like this, when I started a few days before NaNoWriMo, of course those words don't count, but I had the ideas, wanted to get them down. And I outline, that's where I break the story. You know, you, like there's all these ideas I've had, some ideas I've written down of, what could happen in this story? I start putting those pieces together, figuring out the beginning, the end, the middle, all that good stuff. And I'm like, you know, you just you have to break the story. Like you've got twists and turns. What do you do? How do you land at the ending? And for like for this one, did the outline went well. Got a bunch of words the first day. I just just get an outline done and get those ideas on paper. Followed the outline the whole way. I mean, it was pretty smooth sailing. You know, things change as you write invariably. And despite that, like it always always kind of had my outline as a backup. Never really got stuck on anything. The ending, and it ended kind of like I wanted it to, a little different. Just as you write, things just change. You're like, oh, you know, this should happen. This second idea, I'd watched Beetlejuice at the end of of October. It was not as good as I remember it. Uh, I I would have said, oh, yeah, I really like Beetlejuice. Watching it now, I'm like, eh, you know, it's kind of okay. I mean, I like the character Beetlejuice. He's in the movie less than 15 minutes. And so I was reading about the movie Beetlejuice, 
and read that Tim Burton wanted to do a sequel a couple years later in Hawaii, which seemed, to me, it didn't seem like a good idea. And then I'd read that in 2022, beginning this year, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, um, oh my gosh, I just, Winona Ryder, and they have signed on for a sequel. Uh, Will Arnett has signed on. David Harbour is going to be Winona Ryder's husband in this movie. And it just seemed a bit crazy. I thought, well, like, what would a good Beetlejuice sequel be? Now, I can't write a true Beetlejuice sequel because I don't have the rights to use Beetlejuice, his likeness, his name, any of that. So using that as kind of my inspiration, my jumping off point, I just kind of created my own little devilish demon character. And and because really, at first I was like, well, how do I break this story? And I, I was looking at the word of Beetlejuice. It's, it's The whole thing is kind of a gimmick. It's not it's really, I don't think it's very, very well thought out, which is fine. It doesn't need to be for what the Beetlejuice movie was. But I get, you know, I'm just down on a technical level trying to figure it out. And I thought, all right, like the focus here, this is purgatory or limbo or whatever, you know, you want to call it. Like, what does that look like? And so I use that as my foundation for this story. And what do you have for somebody that's mischievous that causes trouble that, you know, skirts the rules? How do they operate in this world? What do they want to be doing? And the outline was rough on that. I wasn't really sure how to end it. Or I mean, really, all I had was the beginning. I just started writing because I just nothing was coming. And I pretty much wrote an entire screenplay for it. Uh, you know, as I was writing it, I started developing pieces of the ending, and it came together more or less okay. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, I was just like, I just gotta get out of this. I'm I'm mentally done with it. There's no point in flogging. It. And the last, so my last screenplay, I'd had an idea about you know the I had the what happened in the Superdome idea. I was like, well, what's happening outside the Superdome? Like, you know, do you have people maybe rescuing you know with boats rescuing people? What's going on there? And then I just started playing Days Gone the video game, and that had zombies and motorcycles, which is a winning combination. But I didn't want to do zombies. The very first NaNoWriMo I did in 2009, I did zombies. That was before the zombie craze. I was ahead of the curve there. I didn't capitalize. So I didn't want to do that. I mean, we just have that. But I did like what's happening outside, you know, the outside of the Superdome thing. So I combined those two. And instead of zombies, it's just like, what's the most dangerous enemy in a situation like that? People. People are dangerous enemy. And, uh, you know, a flooding world like that poses its own hazards. So I like that. I ran with that. And that one worked out pretty well, too. And that is NaNoWriMo. What else is going on? Well, maybe a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago, I lose count. I wanted, uh, I wanted to create a diorama type thing for Christmas, and I created a few of them, and I wanted to give them away. And I, I like, I wanted some means or method to give them away. The first mean and means and method didn't work, and I was like, I, I'll just um, sit them out someplace in public and put a note on them that they're free to a good home. Uh, ended up doing that with one. Um, because like my first scheme didn't work out and one was already, you know, I wanted to hold on to one. Uh, the other one I decided just to give away to somebody I knew would appreciate it. And the third one, I just put it out there in the wild, put a note on it, you know, free to a good home. Please. And I don't know what happened to it. And that's unfortunate. Like, I really wish I knew, like, I just, I just want to know it went to a good home. You know, I put, I put time and care and trouble into making it. I just want to know it went to a good home. And for all I know, it, uh, well, back then, for all I know it went to a trash can. Now it's probably in a landfill. But I'm undeterred. I want to do, I want to do that again, create these handcrafted um, Christmas baubles and give them away. And I haven't really learned anything from the first time. I'm going to go back into probably the same, or just like put it out in public. Uh, but I'm going to make a few of them. And what I'm going to do, start wood turning this year. And I just want to create wooden Christmas ornaments and, you know, polish them up, shine, you know, put them stain on it. So that's it. You know, create like maybe a little like icicle type shape. I don't want to do like just a round ball. Like I want it to have some kind of like a almost finial, you know, a little bit of dimension to it, a little bit of shape to it. So I should have been making some of those somewhat quickly. Definitely quicker than the diorama. Maybe people like that. You, know, you hang stuff on your tree. People like that. Well, I don't know. But I want to do that. And I think that's a relatively easy project. I do need to get on it, though, because December's fast approaching. If I want to get it out there, I need to get it out there. So that, yeah, I don't know. Man. I still just wish that diorama made. Like, I just I just wish, I, uh, you know, like, I'd hope, like, maybe 
I'd see a post on, on social media or like something like somehow it would come back to me. It didn't. Right? It's just, it's gone. And I've written it off and that life is lost. Lost is life. I think I might have a car project. Uh, at one point I thought I might have two car projects coming up. One did not pan out. Uh, this other one, I think that deal is 90% done. There's still some logistical, logistical things to work out. But I think it's more or less done. And it is, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it just because it's only 90% done. I'm not going to talk about it till. But I wanted to fix up a car that had a little bit of damage, you know, just to try that on, see how that felt. Well, this car got a little bit of damage, needs a little bit of repair. Should be a fun project. I watched Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I've been hoping to watch that. You know, Tom Cruise doesn't like streaming services, so it's not been very streaming. And Redbox sent me an, a deal, a coupon, so I used that coupon. And I watched Top Gun Maverick, and I'd heard it was very good, better than the original. And I went in with that mindset, and I certainly was not disappointed. It is very good, uh, and it I was not prepared for how much better it is than the original. It is just, uh, start to finish, I liked it. I thought it was exciting. I mean, the planes, you see people's faces, you see their planes, a wide shot, and it kind of, you go back and forth between close shots of their faces and the planes. But you know what? It is exciting. It's drifting, like, just the way it's directed. It's very exciting. Uh, and this... It kind of follows like the style of top of Tom Cruise's recent movies to where it's like, am I watching Maverick and Top Gun or am I watching Tom Cruise and Top Gun? It's kind of similar to his Mission Impossible movies where he's just the ultimate hero. He can do anything, everything, all the time. And in this, when you know he starts out, like, I like, oh, Tom, uh, Maverick. I was about to say Tom Cruise. I mean, you really can use the term change movie. You're over the hill. You're a relic. You know, like the way today works, you just don't fit in. And of course, he proceeds within the movie to show them he is still the greatest living pilot in the world. He still has so much to offer America because he saves America. Yeah, despite all that, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, it does get a bit over the top towards the end, but you know what? I was having so much fun, it didn't matter. And I do like that this. There's so many callbacks to the original movie. I mean, the way this one opens, the you know, there's there's a callback to the famous beach volleyball scene call back to characters call back to information call back to events i mean i thought it's just really well done how this connects so many points to these two different movies but at the same time this movie if you've never seen the original wouldn't matter you wouldn't think you're because uh, this development is that efficient and that effective and it even it goes we look at maverick and his past and what he's dealing with and we even get in a little bit he uh of course it's tom cruise he has to have a romantic involvement entanglement uh but it's uh, a woman and her child and he kind of th- Kind of begin to wonder, like, is he thinking about what he missed out being a pilot? You know, like, missing out on that family. You know, does he long for that? I just, I thought it was really well done. Top Gun Maverick, a really great movie. I mean, one of the best of the year that I've seen. Great movie. I just, and I was just surprised how good it was because I did not expect it. I mean, I knew it was going to be good. I knew I'd be entertained. But this is really good. But it does, it, you know, Tom Cruise makes a certain kind of movie and this falls into that. But it works, you know. He makes a certain kind of movie and he keeps making them because they are successful. Well, you know, when you've got a winning track record keep going with it. and tom cruise is and kudos to him that's all i've got for this episode i will talk to you next week and you can count on that this has been another rousing episode of fridays on the fly <laughs> thanks for listening i'm ward go to our website fridaysonthefly.com from there you can find everything episodes itunes links stitcher whatever you need from fridays on the fly you can find it there so go there check us out <laughs>